Hey, and welcome to Just a Girl from the South Bronx podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that your day is going well and that your week is still going strong. If not, you know, we have two more days until the weekend, so hang in there. (laughs) What I would like to say first is I know that I've talked about like my embarrassing moments, my cringy moments, my self-reflective moments, if you will. And you're still going to hear more of that. But I wanted to say this to my listeners. I didn't want this podcast to solely be an entertainment outlet. I wanted this platform to be something where we are focusing on self-development, personal development, being more aware of how we operate, how we do things, being aware of our surroundings. And with that, I mean the people that we interact with on a daily basis. And so I, I hope that although you may find some of my stories entertaining, I hope that you will also find my platform more on a personal development scale in terms of seeking growth. And I'm going to be honest with you all, this platform feels therapeutic to me because some of these stories that I'm sharing with you all, I have not shared with any of my closest friends and family. So it seems like everyone is hearing some of these stories for the very first time. And this platform has allowed me to be vulnerable in how I am expressing my views. I know I joke around with me saying that I, I bring the scattered energy because I, I I jump from here to there in terms of my topics. But um, while that is in part of my nature, I do hope that with the information that I, that I do share with you all, that you're able to take away something from it and learn from it, even with my my mistakes. Because it's, it's, it's a, I feel like, it's an ongoing journey. Like you don't just stop growing or stop changing or stop evolving your beliefs or your ideas or your opinions. And that is just my ultimate goal, my purpose to my audience in creating this podcast. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's continue. I wanted to talk today about, it's a little bit of a touchy subject, but we're, we're going to get through it. And that is the pandemic. I know it's been two years since the world shifted, the world changed, the way we look at health, the way we look at the economy, the way we look at everything. And... I wanted to touch on a different topic today just to kind of get away from the other stuff that I've, I've been talking about. And I want to also say this. When the pandemic first started back in March of 2020, I was working in the office at the time. When this whole, when everything started happening and the flu started, because that's really what it is, it's just an aggressive flu, 
unfortunately it did take the lives of many people but when this aggressive flu when this virus started spread spreading around the first reaction with the company that i worked for was hey we're just going to work from home for a couple of weeks so we thought how everybody else was probably thinking in the world oh it's really no big deal it may not hit the numbers in the in the u.s like that it seems like it's from what they're saying it seems like it's just an aggressive flu and it's one of those things where it will just pass over and, and we won't have to think about and if you're my age or older then you'll know that we probably looked at this as something similar to like the swine flu or uh what was the other one the bird flu so it was one of those things where it made like national headlines but then after a while the media kind of died down with talking about it and i guess that's how we kind of thought how this pandemic was going to go uh, unfortunately it didn't and so when it became permanent that i would be working that i would be working from home along with my other co-workers i was like yes great because we we often times complain with the companies that we work for that there's no work life balance so for instance whether if you are living in new york where you have to commute by train or bus or you live like where i live in georgia where you're definitely going to have to rely on a vehicle to get around. In between those times of, of working from the morning to the evening, guess what? You're, you're stuck in traffic or you're, you're doing some sort of lengthy commute. And depending on the field that you're in, the industry that you're in, you can, you can be working like these long extensive hours where you're staying in the office until eight, nine o'clock feeling burned out and stressed out because you're trying to reach deadlines and you're saying to yourself, you know what, I really don't want to take this work home, but if I have to, that's going to, you know, that's going to be my last resort. So again, when we found out that we were just going to work from home, I was like, yes, now I feel like I have a breather. Like there's a lot more work-life balance. I can breathe now. I can do more things at home during my lunch break, whether that can be like literally run and do some grocery shopping or run to the post office or whatever like that and and not have to worry about burning my time through traffic or burning my, my lunch break because I have to take care of something that can't hold until later on in the evening. So just stuff like that. And when everything changed, I feel like not only did it bring that sigh of relief where people were like celebrating especially introverts like me <laughs> where you have like maybe a select number of people that you talk to at work on a daily basis and that's it and everybody else you kind of keep your communications to a minimum because you're just not that sociable with them like that but on the other side of that there was the uncertainty and that that weird feeling like just the unknown like what now what comes next because we were in quarantine a lot of places in the world had to be quarantined for two and three weeks at a time because we were literally trying to ride it out 
and that whoever had the flu that and I'm going to keep mentioning that because they did try to say like it was kind of like an aggressive flu and virus you know they always encourage people to stay at home and don't you know don't be in contact with everyone or anyone for the next two weeks isolate yourself so if, even if that means that you are living with other family members you have to separate yourself and go into another room and kind of ride it out for those next couple of weeks until you're cleared so it was just that uncertainty and while many folks were able to relax and be at home and feel like they can tend more to their families because of course this also affected um, people who have kids because of course schools were closed down too. So everybody now is being quarantined in the home. So now you can tend more to your families, you can tend more to um, other things that maybe you have put on the back burner. Again, it was just that, that, that weird nauseating feeling that a lot of people including myself had. And it got to the point where once the quarantine, once the quarantine was kind of lifted, once we passed like the two, three week mark, things still didn't feel normal. They emphasized the idea of everyone must wear their mask. Like it was a must, like signs were posted all over the store window saying that you must have your mask. Here in Georgia, there were plenty of people that I saw even past the two, three week mark that were not wearing their mask. Like they refused to wear their mask. That really became like a big concern for a lot of people. And it's just like, to protect myself, I'm going to wear my mask because I don't know what this is. I don't know what this will mean for us in the future or how we will move in the future. So when I would go to the grocery store and make these trips, I would do like large uh, bulk shopping because I didn't like the idea of having to run to the grocery store uh, every week because I, I'm missing a few items or I ran out of stuff. So it was just easier for me to buy things in bulk. And then when we were, and then when I would buy the things in bulk, uh, of course, sanitize everything down. So this actually changed the way that we even shopped. So wiping everything down with the uh, Clorox wipes or sanitizing wipes because of course everybody is touching all of the products that you just bought and we never even thought about it until before. Like we never gave it a second thought. Like we were buying these things on a regular, on a day-to-day -day basis only for us to now reprogram ourselves to say we now have to sanitize the things that we buy. And this whole pandemic, of course, caused a trickle effect from the hospitals to retail shops to um, doctor's offices, um, which even now still in 2022, a lot of these doctors, um, a lot of these uh, offices, um, doctor offices, they will still say that your mask is required. In fact, I think that's the only place that I can think of, aside from hospitals maybe, that they basically say that you must wear a mask is still required to wear one. Everywhere else, you now you're, you're free willy. You can choose not to wear it or wear it. But because we're now in the winter season, of course, people are more, more prone to getting sick and getting the flu. So I do understand now the uptick in people wanting to go back to wearing their mask the same way that they did in 2020 because no one wants to be sick. So a side note here. I purposely did not travel for two years to avoid COVID. I decided to go to New York for my cousin's uh, big birthday bash in October. Stayed in New York for a few days, 
came back, bam, now all of a sudden I had COVID. I'm like, wow. Now, you may be thinking, okay, did you, like, Crystal, did you get the vaccine? Yes, I got the vaccines. I didn't get the booster. I was like, I don't know if I want to do all of that. But it's up to your discretion if you decide that you, you need the booster or you want the booster. But of course, uh, having the vaccine doesn't give you full immunity from getting COVID anyway, because look what happened to me. I ended up getting it. And let me tell you something. Getting COVID in 2022 is not as scary as it would have been back in 2020. And for obvious reasons, if you turned on the TV to any major news outlet or any popular uh, media blog, you can understand why people were in such a panic in 2020 versus now. However, the effects of it, the symptoms of it, and it's just so interesting what it actually does to your body. So I'm actually going to take you through what it did to me. Now, Although I've had the shots, I may have had mild symptoms compared to others who may have gotten it worse. When I found out that I had COVID, first of all, I thought I had just maybe got the flu or the cold because I noticed whenever I tend to travel, that is oftentimes when I end up getting sick and sick with the flu. So I thought that's what it was, but it was just like a really bad case of the flu. Not thinking, okay, like Crystal, it's probably not COVID. So I would say by day one through through three was actually the worst. Like it really felt like I got hit by a bus or someone just kept beating me over and over with a bat. I was extremely achy, especially on my back. I had sensitive skin on my back. I felt like, especially on day one, like I could hardly keep my eyes open I had no energy whatsoever, none, no energy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? But I didn't have a loss of appetite. So my appetite was still there. And I'm thinking, okay, since it's like a flu, I'm going to take some, some, some ginger tea, some ginger and honey tea. So I had a sore throat with that. And, um, I had like this coughing spell. So what I would do would, would be to take NyQuil at night because I wanted to get get the proper sleep because there's nothing worse than having a cold and then not being able to go to sleep. All that would have done was just and like kicked up my anxiety. So I decided to take some NyQuil, I would say for like the first two or three nights just to get through the night because I, again, I had the coughing spells and the sore throat was starting to bother me and all that. And so like I said, the first... Uh, the first day, so day one through three was the worst. I started noticing that I couldn't smell much. Like it had to be something really strong that was either brewing, meaning like something like, let's say like ginger, or it had to be something like, cause I, I use plugins in my home from like Bath and Body. So shout out to them. I use plugins in my home throughout the different rooms. So each room relatively has like a different scent. Even those scents when they're depending on the scent which are really strong, even those were kind of faint like I could hardly smell it. And it was just like, okay, something's a little off. So then when it was time for me to eat, I noticed that the food even had a lack of taste despite the seasoning. I was like, why does everything taste dull? 
flavorless. Like I know there's some flavor there, it, it, it and it's so weird to describe it. It felt like my taste buds were trying to recognize what I was eating, but it could not pinpoint what it was, even though it was right in front of me. It's so weird. And I know there's somebody out there that was listening, that's listening right now, that's probably saying, you know what? I, 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 if I did have it, I probably had those same symptoms. And I can see how people can be miserable with not being able to smell or taste anything. First of all, that's very dangerous to not being able to smell anything because God forbid if you're somewhere and there's a fire or something like that, you wouldn't know until you actually see smoke. So that's very dangerous. And from what I've read, people who have lost their sense of smell and unfortunately did not regain it, you end up losing weight. And I think that's something that people really don't talk about like on those main platforms, but it seems to be kept within like conversations here and there amongst others who may have gotten it. So people have said that they have lost weight. And when I realized that I didn't have taste or smell, I kind of went in panic mode. I said, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't let this happen to me. So I, aside from praying to God about it, about me getting better, I said, I'm going to be proactive and fighting this so that it's completely out of my body within the two weeks. So this is what I did. I drank hot lemon water with honey every day, like one strong cup every day. And then at night I would drink like when it was the when it was really bad i was drinking like ginger clove like a ginger clove turmeric honey tea and that was just to to fight the infections that was going on in my body so i felt like after day 3 that's when it really started to work and i slowly started gaining my gaining my sense of taste and smell again so thank god for that but it's just it's just so it's just so interesting how this particular virus how it really inf- how it really affects like your body in terms of smell taste and not even just on that surface level level but what it does to the inside of your body like i've read stories about how they encourage you not to sleep on your back to sleep on your side. I've always slept fetal position anyway, so that wasn't new to me, but they always said to sleep something with something with the lungs. And let me just say this, obviously I'm not a doctor, but this, this is what people have been saying for those who contracted COVID. Like, especially when you're sleeping, try not to sleep on your back. It's something where it has to do with the lungs and how COVID affects the lungs that they, they say, sleep on your side. So that was doing that. Yeah, and like I said, it wasn't as scary for me because when I tested myself at home and it tested positive, I was like, yeah, the the loss of taste and smell was was the giveaway right there. So when I tested myself again, and uh, I would say I tested myself again maybe in like four or five days because at this point when I when I tested myself the first time, I was like day four. And that's and that was like me realizing that you know, um, I really don't have a taste or smell. Something is off. Let me just check just to be sure. So by day four, I took the test and I tested positive. I was like, okay, no surprise there. Then I think I waited about like five days after to test myself again because now what I'm doing in between day four and what day nine, 
I'm trying to flush out my body with water now. Water, hot lemon water with tea, ginger, turmeric, clove, and honey. And from what I was told, especially the ginger, turmeric, um, those are things that I was told you're supposed to drink in moderation. That's not something that you're supposed to drink every single day. But the only reason why I was doing it was because I needed to get better. By day nine, when I retook the test, it said I was still positive. So give myself another few days. Of course, after the full two weeks, I would say two and a half weeks went by. At that point, I had regained my uh, smell, my taste, and most of the symptoms were gone. It was just that little little dry cough that I would have once in a while. But I'm saying all this to say that I, I wasn't trying to reiterate for peop- um, this to people who may have already gone through all of this, but... It's just amazing how you gain a new perspective when you get, when you, when it's something that affects your health. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This episode was supposed to be pre recorded weeks ago. But when I found out that I had COVID, I said, you know what? Let me bring this as an opportunity to present information to someone out there that may not be aware of this information. Uh, yeah, if you feel like the, 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 the taste and the smell is off, get you some, some lemons from the grocery store, get you some good quality honey, and just brew that maybe once or twice a day in your favorite mug or cup or whatever, and just drink it because it really does wonders for you. Uh, another thing, another type of tea that uh, my aunt actually put me on to, and this was before I even got COVID, is something called chaga tea. It's a, it's, it's basically a mushroom tea that, that it helps to fight infections. Like it's, it's really, it's a really powerful tea. And I typically like to add honey to it as well. The taste may, may be a little bit, a, a maybe one of those things where it's an acquired taste. So you may be like, oh, it's kind of bitter. But once you add a little honey or if you decide to add sugar, whatever, I think you might I think you might grow to appreciate it. So those were just some of the things I was taking to boost up my, my immune. I think with getting this, it, it helped me to reflect on how we need to look at our physical health in particular. And maybe the things that we need to start bringing into our daily lives to make it into a make it into a habit. So whether that's more exercising, uh, being conscious about how much we spend on food in terms of like going out to eat and fast food. Because even when the pandemic hit, of course we had to cut down on that, especially within the first two to three weeks, we had to cut down on that buying out food from outside i mean i from my understanding understanding i think they were still quote unquote open at the time just not the inside so just straight drive through but many people decided to cut back on buying buying things from outside so much as far as something to eat like fast food and deciding you know what i'm going to make my own fresh meals at home i'm going to look up some recipes and and create stuff that's kind of what I did too. I, in some weird way, I ended up becoming a little bit more of a baker. So I would bake like oatmeal raisin cookies and like Johnny cakes. Um, and if you're not familiar with Johnny cakes, they're usually called 
something else depending on the Caribbean island that you're from. But where my family's from, which is Virgin Islands, St. Kitts, they call it Johnny Cakes, which is basically fried dough. <laughs> um, I would make my cornbread. So it's, it was just like stuff like this. I was just like becoming more of a baker. And I was just like, okay, um, this is kind of cool. I think this is something that I want to continue doing because I like to look up uh, things like new recipes to try and just like, oh, I want to try this. I never had this before. Let me see if I can make it. And it was always one of those fun things to do because I was challenging myself to say, okay, Crystal, you could bake that. Like, you just got to get the ingredients and follow what they're saying. You could bake it and it'll come out great. And it would. So aside from that, I've aside from that, I picked up that hobby of, <laughs> of baking from time to time, of working out more. Now, unfortunately, when I got COVID, I was down for the count. So those two, two and a half to three weeks, I did not have any sort of energy and I just wasn't feeling it to, to um, do any sort of workouts. But they do encourage you to be active in terms of moving around. So whether that's like going out for a quick walk outside or if you choose to walk around the house a little bit, but the goal is to not be so like bedridden, you know what I mean? Because I feel like it, it doesn't help your body to improve. It doesn't help your health to improve and get better. I would try to move around a little bit in the home and not just be cooped up like on the couch or on the bed all day. I did that. So incorporating exercising and whether that was, um, Here's my, my, my go-tos in terms of exercising. I told y'all I got the scattered energy. So I would do, I'm not the biggest fan of yoga per se, but I would do like Pilates, some HIIT workouts, some kickboxing. I would do Tabata from time to time. Every once in a blue, I would do Zumba just, just for fun. So that was things that I was doing at the start of the pandemic picking up my exercises, trying to get into a routine, trying to do these exercises in the late morning or right in the early afternoon. So I would do that. Preparing more food at home, looking up recipes, looking up those ideas, choosing to do, choosing to be more conscious of what I'm consuming, so drinking more water. I really had to cut back on the juice and the soda. Not that I was drinking it on a, like, a, like the soda especially, not that I was drinking it on a regular basis, but I really cut down on the juice and the soda. So now it's more like almond milk and water with the occasional juice or the occasional hot chocolate. Those are like the main four that I stick to. And yeah being more mindful of the products that I was using on my skin, especially on my face, because let's just be honest here, your skin is the largest organ in your body and you only have one body. So you have to take care of it. You have to be mindful of the things that you're using on your on your body, the products you're using, the, the foods and the beverages that you're consuming. Just... Just being, you know, just being more mindful, be paying more attention to your physical. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, well, it's heartbreaking how everything changed and, and what it did to so many people and the lives it affected. 
it's that weird paradigm shift that occurred that the world may never quite be the same again, but maybe this is a wake-up call now, present time. Maybe this is a wake-up call for people to be better and want to do better. So that is all that I have for today. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. I can't believe we have one more episode left of season one. So I hope that you have a great day, great rest of your week. And until next time, take care.